welcome to Positively West Virginia, where each week we share positive stories about successful West Virginia businesses making a difference in our great state. Positively West Virginia is brought to you by the State Journal, WV News, United Bank, Mylin, and Interaction Media. Now, let's get down to business with your host, Jim Matuga. Coming to you from the Interaction Media studio in Morgantown, welcome to Positively West Virginia. Every week, we talk with West Virginia business leaders and share their success stories with people just like you in West Virginia and across the country. For those of you joining us for the first time, welcome. We're glad you're tuning into the uh, to the podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts, and even on Facebook Live as we're recording this podcast. And for those of you who are regulars, thank you guys for supporting our podcast as we are now in our third year running. Every single Thursday, we haven't missed a, a week for three, you know, going on our third year right now. We really appreciate that. You guys are so awesome, and we're very appreciative and grateful for that. When we first started this podcast project in 2017, one goal we set was to encourage our listeners with these inspirational business stories. I personally see so many positive things happening in West Virginia business every single day that a lot of people never hear about. My team at Interaction Media is working to change that with this show so that people realize you don't have to leave West Virginia to find great career and business opportunities that are right here in our state. We want to encourage people to stay here and build great companies right here in West Virginia. All of our guests are people who are absolutely getting it done, and we really uh, love sharing those stories. I'm convinced we can all learn a lot from their experiences. This week, we're going to visit with Alex Renneman and his company, Mountain Leverage. Alex, are you ready to get down to business? Let's do this, Jim. All right, Alex, I'm so excited to have you on the podcast to share your story this week. I've gotten to learn a little bit about your company, and I'm very happy to help you tell that story. Alex Renneman, everybody, is the owner of Mountain Leverage, located in Grafton, West Virginia. Of course, that's in Taylor County. Alex Renneman is the president and CEO of Mountain Leverage, a software company. He's an entrepreneur, a veteran, a community leader, a husband, and a father. Alex is a lifelong West Virginian, having grown up in Grafton and eventually returning to start and operate Mountain Leverage. After starting and operating a handful of other local businesses, Alex was given a very good piece of advice by an, a local, uh, an older local gentleman there in, in the Grafton area. He said, son, if you want to help your community, you need to let the rest of this go and focus on mountain leverage. Great advice. I love that. And we're going to learn more a little bit about that story as well. Alex followed that advice, and now, 15 years later, Mountain Leverage has grown to serve international markets and customers ranging from Fortune 50 to family-owned operations. The growth of the company has also allowed Alex to diversify his interest to help his local community and beyond. Locally, he has founded and established a nonprofit, Unleashed Tiger, to identify and address the high-level needs of his home community. Regionally, Alex and Mountain Leverage have partnered with Generation West Virginia's New Force program to help train and hire new tech developers throughout the state of West Virginia, having hired several developers from New Force's inaugural class. Also, Alex is in, uh, internationally awarded a health coach through his Unleashed Tiger Unleashed program, where he coaches participants through a 90-day transformative health program based solely on nutrition. I invited Alex on the show today to talk about his company, to share his story, and to give our audience some valuable insight into his business in West Virginia. Alex, take a minute, fill in some gaps from that brief intro, and give us a little behind-the-curtain look into your company. 
Awesome. Thanks, Jim. I, I, I'm really grateful uh, to be on this podcast and certainly for, for what you're doing, man. Um, it's so easy to to pick at West Virginia and everybody does and we do ourselves sometimes. Yeah. But uh, what you're doing is really it's really good and I appreciate it. Thank you. Um, yeah. So, so that, that enters a lot of stuff and, <laughs> and it really is not as glorious as it sounds. You know, you just try to do what you can do in the space you're in. And uh, Mount Leverage, you know, customers turn to us really when when they're feeling, you know, the pressure could be whether competitive or market pressures to optimize their operation, um, whether that's spatial limits or, uh, you know, the changing labor landscape or pressure from what we call the mobile generation, where both customers and employees kind of have different expectations and require new solutions. So we bring to bear, you know, technology and experience and um, you know, kind of, kind of take that to and, and partnership with our customers and partner with our customers to really get those those best outcomes. If that kind of adds in some of the gap, we yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, so, you know, first of all, I, I want to ask you, you know, kind of backing up. You know, you've been in business a number of years here, and quite honestly, you're one of those under the radar companies that I haven't, you know, being here in North Central West Virginia, had never heard of your company, and I apologize for that. But I want to know, like, how did you get started in tech? What was the thing? How did you get into that? How did you find this as a career path? Yeah, it's a good question, um, and no apologies needed. There's people across the road that don't that don't know we live here. So, uh, from a, from a business standpoint, because because Jim, we don't have any customers in West Virginia, okay. and that's a, that's a tricky thing. I'd love, I'd love the day, the day where we can have a customer in West Virginia. I'll be excited. There'll be a ribbon cutting and lots of fireworks and all that good stuff. Um, but but really, what happened is I had just. Uh, just was just back home from Iraq, uh, you know, maybe for a few months and I was on a roof doing some, some work. And I got a call from a former colleague of mine uh, where I worked at, at Deloitte in Pittsburgh. He said, Hey, there's this, there's this voice company that needs some software development help. I think you could be the guy. And you know, that it really, I, I had other plans. I had other businesses started here locally, um, all kinds of things. And, and we don't have enough time in this podcast to cover all the stuff I sometimes have jumped into, mm-hmm. uh, maybe wi- wisely, maybe not so wisely, but it, it just turned out that, uh, I, I stumbled in this company and started working with their technology and this, this, this voice recognition piece seemed really, really interesting to me. And I thought I could build a business around it. So, uh, mm-hmm. that began the path of building what is now mountain leverage and uh, ultimately diverting from a plan of having more of an, an onshoring type software development company. Mm-hmm. Uh, back back then, there were a lot of people moving software development to, to India and and over in Asia. And I said, hey, you know, we can do it in West Virginia and and have a high quality of living. And that that was really the original model. And then mm-hmm. uh, then, then the piece, and that's that's kind of where we are. All right. So break all that down. What's your thirty second pitch for Mountain Leverage? In other words, what is it you tell people you do in thirty seconds? Yeah, so so I kind of said that in the beginning. The idea is we we help we help organizations optimize their operations to be able to to go up against the market pressure. Mm-hmm. And really, what that is is we we find either edge technologies or process change mm-hmm. to, to to for them to to basically be able to do it cheaper or faster or more accurate. Mm-hmm. And that really is the the result of that mortgage. All right, so you, you we have t- a, we have a you know, what we're, we're seeking peak performance. Yeah, and okay. and that's really an important us. Great. And you mentioned um, voice technology. What? How does that factor in? Yeah. So, so one of our primary offerings uh, we find in, in picture yourself in a warehouse yep. or in a manufacturing plant or or any real area that has some repeatable process mm-hmm. that uh, maybe an inspection process, 
that, that needs some level of documentation and potentially some level of direction. And so we come in and as opposed to using other technologies, maybe it's a scan gun or paper, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, uh, we come in and we voice enable that process mm. and direct the worker through their, through their role in, in their day and, and also allow them to, to, to take, you know, whatever notes or information they need uh, and, and process that. And then we translate that, send it into a larger system, whatever the, the, the management system would be, whether it's a warehouse management system or a manufacturing or a, an inspection system. And it becomes uh, becomes data, and then the, the company can use that, and, and that's really uh, that's that's where the optimization comes in for for, for efficiency side. And then obviously from a an accuracy accuracy standpoint and a safety standpoint, the worker's no longer integrating or, or you know operating with a, a device; they're actually just speaking and working, and so their hands. Are, are, are focused and their eyes are focused on the job and that wow. makes it a safer, more accurate. So almost work. like having a headset with a mic on and they're just speaking and that voice uh, recognition software that you guys are developing is translating that into data so that there it provides a workforce uh, safety uh, issue as well, right? I mean, you're freeing up their hands, they're, they're, they're able to focus and all they have to do is speak. Is that, do I have that kind of correct? That's right. All right. Well, that's right. that's yep. amazing because I, I feel like, and I, again, I had no idea that you were doing this down in, in Taylor County of all places, right? I love Graft and I right. love Tigert Lake and, and that whole the whole community, but I never realized that you were down there. And you've hit on something that I wanted to kind of talk about because I feel like audio, you know, the voice, the human voice is going to play such a pivotal po- uh, role in technology evolution and and what i mean by that is like for instance my company focuses on search engine optimization as a service right and it's keyword based and whatnot people are typing on a keyboard but i can see a day that's going to come where we're going to say alexa deliver me a pizza and 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 you're not even going to type anything in right and it's going to be voice recognition it's going to find your the algorithm will know where you are what your kinds of preferences are for that pizza you know and they're going to have access to your wallet and it'll, it'll just show up right and the pizza company yep. might be owned that by Google. Or... <laughs> <and it's... laughs> exactly yeah. right. So you're on the cutting edge of this voice recognition technology. Is that kind of a good uh, thing to say about that? Yeah, yeah, you know, we we like to think so. I mean, you sometimes get cut by that edge, but yeah, but we're sure. we're really on how to apply it, how to make yes. that technology yep. work. So it's not only voice; it mm. can be robotics, it can be other mm. other technologies. And we're we're really we're workflow optimization experts. So taking that new fandangle technology that, that everybody seems to be liking, mm. how does it make our business better? Yeah. How does it make us have better outcomes? Yeah, that's very that's cool. Very cool stuff. So, um, how many employees do you have in your in your team? Uh, we're, we're pushing about thirty right now, wow. and uh, and growing. So it's uh, exciting times. Yeah, it's amazing. What's the geographic market that you serve, Alex? In other words, uh, where are your customers coming from? Yeah, they're they're all over the U.S. Again, unfortunately, we've got a little black spot in our in our satellite map of West Virginia right now, and a <laughs> yeah. couple other states. But we're we'll we're change that. We'll work to change really, that. Yeah. That's the idea, right? And um, and also, uh, you know, we have a location in the U.K., and so we service uh, customers internationally as well. But um, and really, just a quick note on West Virginia. Mm-hmm. The reason for that is because a, a lot of the large decision makers or, or large company decision makers, these are large corporations or, or what, and they're they're owned, you know, they're, they're headquartered in New Jersey or mm-hmm. or New York or Pennsylvania or something. Yeah. So yeah, we'd love to change that. That yeah. said, you know, the, you don't have to be a big company to be valuable to the state of West Virginia, right? I mean, uh, both of our companies are relatively small in the eyes of the world, and mm-hmm. we're glad we're here and. Happy to be here, right? Yeah, absolutely. 
Alex, what would you say is the thing you're most excited about for your company right now? Yeah, that's, you know, I, that's a good question. I'm a pretty excitable guy, generally speaking. <laughs> I can tell. Especially when it comes to business. <laughs> you got a lot of energy. That's great. I love <laughs> but, it. Yeah, well, but but I will say right now, I mean, what we've got we've got some things going on that will bring more local jobs because in, in addition to kind of having a, a bummer that we don't have a West Virginia customer, it's been really hard to find and keep West Virginia employees. Um, mm-hmm. We've hired a couple, they move away. And, and our, the skill set we're looking for is, is, a pre, is a pretty niche skill set. And we've partnered with New Force, mentioned in the, in the intro, to hire more local West Virginian uh, developers and, and folks like that. So mm-hmm. right now we have a, a process where we're bringing folks on and I'm super excited about some local jobs. That's really part of the vision mm-hmm. why I came back here. And to see that starting to come to fruition is is super exciting. Yeah. So I asked you about you know how you got into this line of work, you know tech and everything. What's what's your background? I know you're. First of all, what branch of the military did you serve in? So I was in the Army National Guard. Awesome. Uh, we we drilled out of Weston. We were in the 1092nd, and uh, we were deployed to Iraq back in uh, 03 and 04. Awesome. Thank you for your service, uh, for sure. And sure. Uh, so how. Did you go to, did you get a college education for, um, you know, IT or what? How, tell us a little bit about your background in terms of your education for this line of work. Yeah, that's a great question. I'm, I'm a little bit of a tweener. I, I didn't, I'm not, I, I did develop at times in my career. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I, when I went to, I went to Western University there in Morgantown and I got a, a business degree. And at that time there was a focus on management information systems that you could pick up. Mm-hmm. And that's what I had. So those, that, that, that education really was helpful for me as I went to Deloitte. And oftentimes you get pigeonholed into one kind of role. And I didn't, I, I was able to see a lot of different things. That was right around the, the where the dot com boom was was happening around two thousand two thousand one, and so it was a, it was a really neat experience for me to see all kinds of different business models, mm. and it gave my entrepreneurial um, mind a lot to think about. And uh, you know, the, the plan was always to start my own business at some point. I just didn't know when. And mm-hmm. uh, you know, really, that was September eleventh, uh, two thousand one. That, that's when I said, okay, it's it's time to. Uh, it's, it's time to move home and create a difference in my community because, you know, the events like that happen. It reminds you that, uh, hey, you're, you're out here spinning in the world, and that's great, but what are you doing that matters? Mm. And that's what changed my mind. Wow, that's great, uh, great background information. One of the things that uh, I always like to ask folks is, like, you know, obviously um, your company is called Mountain Leverage, and you're in the Mountain State. What would you say is the best thing about being in West Virginia as a business owner? Man, this this question, if you'd asked me this 10 years ago, I'd give you a completely different answer. Right. And similar to when you said, oh, you're located in Grafton, it's similar to that way when I'm traveling around and early in the days when I was doing a lot of the selling, and somebody would say, you're headquartered in West Virginia, and I had kind of a standard answer. Mm-hmm. I'd say, well, it's a high-quality living. It's low stress. I love it. You know, I'm, I'm, when, I'm, when I'm on conference calls or, or video conferencing or whatever it is where I'm traveling, when I come home, you know, there's people waving each other to go at a four-way stop. Everybody's how you doing, and it's nice. And so, it kept me, basically, bottom line, it, it kept me from stroking out, and it's a nice place to raise kids, right? Yeah. yeah. But but what I, I really found, though, Jim, when we sat down a few years ago to to put together our core core concepts, core values, whatever you want to call them in our company, I realized that that actually, when I go through those, they ended up being exactly the kind of core character traits, the virtues that were instilled in me as a, as a child here in West Virginia. Mm. And then I'm able to stay connected to because I live here. And so what I mean by that is like, 
you know, the, the idea of, of having a, having a, a farmer, a farmer, cons- you know, the mindset around what is, what is it like? You, you can't cheat the farm, right? You can't cheat nature. Mother nature is going to come and go and you got to make sure you're, 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 you're planting and, and, mm-hmm. and reaping and all those things. Um, the industrial ingenuity of, of a coal miner and or the railroaders, uh, artisan perspective we see of all the artisans in the area hmm. and just, you know, the the ability to, to fight through it, a warrior spirit that comes from uh, our patriot. You know, I mean, you look at any war uh, per capita, West Virginia sends more folks to them. Yeah, right. And so absolutely. It, it just it hit me. And so now, you know, Jim, the best thing about being in West Virginia, I mean, there's lots of challenges, a list, you know, you can make a list super long and, you know, like we're yeah, right. Finding capital in West Virginia to run a technology business. You're better off finding an oceanfront property down here in Grafton. <laughs> um, but when you you look at those character traits. You look at who we are as a people and where we came from. My goodness, that there's you, I couldn't get that if I'd have dropped this this company anywhere else. Yeah, that's great. I really appreciate the way you articulated that for sure, Alex. I, I always like to ask people to uh, take us to your place of your worst business moment because uh, even though our show is called Positively West Virginia, I think there's something to uh, to be gleaned from those uh, those tough times, you know, that we all kind of go through in, in our entrepreneurial journey, starting a company, running a company. I, so take us to that place of, of your worst business moment, and if you would, uh, share that story with us. Yeah, you want to talk about long lists? <laughs> <laughs> long list, uh, but I'll, I'll pick one for you. And and really, I, I say that jokingly. I mean, our, the struggles that you go through, certainly in entrepreneurism, I think in life in general, that's when you that's when you have to become creative or you you get stronger. And so I don't really look at at, at failures and those those worst moments as. I mean, they suck when you're going through them. Pardon my, you know, they, they they're tough. Yeah. But at the end of the day, you end up being a better a better person, a better company, a better team for mm-hmm. it. But I can give you a, a really good one. That's yep. the stuff we had. We, we had redirected our company in in a in a different industry. We found thought we had kind of tiger by the tail on on a solution, and it required a a partnership of a of a hardware supplier. And two weeks prior to delivering our first our flagship customer, and we had them lined up behind that. They said, we're not shipping your gear. In fact, not only are we not shipping your gear today, we're not shipping it at all. We're doing away with this, with this uh, unit. We're going to sell it. Uh, equity capital is involved, yada, yada, yada. Uh. And here I am committed to one customer, got lots of employees, employees we brought on, and I've got all these additional customers. And I had pretty much re- had, had focused all our energy away from what our traditional business was. It was a burn the boats moment for us. And here we are holding the bag. Yeah. I got to tell you, Jim, that was, <laughs> that was a scramble. And, but you know, when, when you surround yourself on, on our team with, with character, high character people, we made it, we made it through it and mm. we, began, we, we became creative. Uh, we found a way to, to prevail. And ultimately we look back at those moments a lot of times and kind of smile a little bit because mm. um, I think those are the kind of things that sink companies and, and, and make people want to quit. And trust mm. me, there were days I want to quit. Don't yeah, get me wrong. No doubt. But, How long uh, ago was that? That would have oh nine. Okay. So it's not been that long ago. Probably, I mean, yeah. Well, I guess, yeah. I guess. Well, time gets away from it. It's been a while. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, in one sentence, Alex, what would you say is that takeaway that you learned from that one experience? I'll give you a phrase: pliable persistence. Mm. So, when people say, you know, be go go after your dream. You know, the reality is in anything. I think we do, but certainly in entrepreneurialism. But I've found is you've got to be willing to change too. Mm-hmm. But you have to be willing to endure. And so I use the phrase pliable persistence. So you, you might, you might change a little bit about what you're going to do, but going forward is the only path, you know? And so, so having that pliable persistence gets you, gets you through those tough moments. I love it. Pliable 
persistence. That's a new key phrase we're going to yeah. be using around here. I love it. I love that. Uh, well, Alex, I want to take a second just to mention some of the incredible sponsors we have for the podcast, and they are the State Journal, WVNews.com, Interaction Media, United Bank, and Milan. It's the support we receive from these companies that allow us to highlight the incredible things happening throughout the great state of West Virginia in business. Our guest once again uh, today is Alex Renneman, and he is the CEO president of Mountain Leverage based in Grafton, West Virginia. Alex, I want to get right back into it. What's the vision that you have, the vision you have for Mountain Leverage uh, long term? What do you see? You know, again, that's a question. If you asked me a few years ago, I'd have a different answer. I mean, I think you have all, when you start a company, you have visions of, of growing and, and cashing out some liquidity event and, and all these things. And, and the reality is we, we've kind of landed now. We talk a lot about sovereignty and not leverage mm-hmm. and, you know, for the company and for, for our employees. And so it's about, it's about great wages. It's about profit sharing. It's about making a difference in the world. Our, our customers having great businesses because of what we bring to the table. It, it ultimately, and, and the phrase we use, and I mentioned earlier, you know, life elevated peak performance. And so not with hubris that, that, Hey, we show up and everything's better, but that, that we hope that what we do on a, on a day in day out basis uh, elevates our own, our own station in life and, and those around us. And, and we're striving for the peak performance. So it, that's a kind of, I know it's a soft answer. Um, we want to grow, but we don't want to grow for growth stake. We want to grow because what we think we have here is a good thing. Yeah. And we're going to offer it to as many people as we can and, and do it in a proper way that we can all benefit. Yeah, super cool. How do you, how do you uh, attract new customers? In other words, how, how do you get uh, Mountain Leverage in front of the right people that, so that they become you know, business partners, business customers for, of yours? Yeah, that, that's a tough one because it, it is a, it's a business to business sale and so yep. it, it, and it's a complex sale. These sales cycles can take a long time. So there's a lot of outreach. Um, there's, there's some additional marketing we're, we're doing, but it's, it's a lot of outreach. It's a niche, uh, a niche when you start going into that heights of businesses, there aren't that many. It's not like there's, you know, a million people to call. It's not a, a consumer model where, you know, you get a million folks, you're okay. Um, it's, it's a boutique business. And so it really is, it's uh, blocking and tackling, man. I mean, you're, it's, it's one-on-one yeah. <laughs> combat. Yeah, yep. that's great. Well, you have the, certainly have the experience to do that for sure. And that's, uh, that's pretty cool. What's one piece of advice? Stars, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Well, I, I mentioned this the other day to somebody on, on one of the episodes and a friend of mine uh, says he doesn't trust anybody without a limp. Meaning that you know the, the, pe- <laughs> I love it. the, the people that uh, you know they they go through the battles and they have the scars to show, just like you're talking about. So I, I definitely definitely yeah. appreciate that. What's one piece of advice you would give to young business owners, or maybe they're they're thinking about starting up up an entrepreneurial venture, or maybe they um, maybe they've you know they were born and raised here and they're looking to come back, or maybe they're uh, saying, man, there's no opportunity here. What's one piece of, of advice you would give to them? Well, you know, you always have to create your own opportunity, but I, I, I am well, wherever you are. Yeah. I struggle anytime offering advice because everybody has their own idiosyncratic journey and yeah. mine is mine. And yeah. maybe my, my experience won't work for you, but I, I will say, um, you know, the, 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 there's all the typical stuff, right? Try to be yourself. There's only one you, you don't try to be somebody else. Mm-hmm. You play the long game, that kind of stuff. But ultimately, you know, it's, I, I guess for me, a good piece of advice is it, it's don't make it about you. You know, it's, it's, it's about them, right? So make it your, yeah. about your coworkers, about your customers, your clients, your partners, your vendors, your community, yeah. whatever it may be, and, and create that vision together and be collaborative. Mm-hmm. Because really, if, if folks are looking to come back to West Virginia, 
I mean, the reality is, um, if you just keep looking at what West Virginia has to offer you and some of the, the, the loud voices that are out there saying what we are as a state, mm-hmm. then you're never going to come. But if you look at what there's the, the real values and, and what you can add to that and then offer to others, boy, there's mm-hmm. a ton of value here. So, mm-hmm. which is why I think your podcast is so important. I'm thankful for the sponsors and all that you're doing because sure. it's, it's a, it's one voice in the midst of a lot that are coming back at us saying, you know, we don't have any business doing this. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I appreciate you saying that. And, you know, it's uh, kind of reminds me of a, of, of a philosophy that we espouse here at Interaction Media. And that is, you know, when we're talking about the hero of the story, the hero of the story is your customer. It's not you, the business owner, right? The hero is actually the person you're trying to help, the, the people that you serve, and what can you do for them? And that, that's kind of you know that's paraphrasing great, what you said, so I definitely can relate to that, and uh, I like the way that uh, you're thinking there. Alex, what's one thing you do every day that you think contributes to you being successful? Yeah, it's a good question. I'm, 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 it's tough for me to be an everyday guy. I tend to, you know, like habits are hard to set for me, good and bad. Mm-hmm. Um, but I will tell you the, the one thing, and it's, it's a little bit of a superpower is gratitude. Um, that's the one thing I, every day, every day, I, I, oftentimes throughout the day, I try to be grateful for whatever it is that's coming my way. Even the things that don't feel so good in the moment, mm-hmm. um, gratitude has allowed me to be more than what I am without it. Um, it's, it's been good stuff. So that's, yeah. that would be that. That's great. What's one resource you use in your business that you just can't live without? Maybe it's a piece of technology. Yeah, that that's a good that's a good question too. I, I love a quote. It's by a, a book, uh, Atomic Habits, by James Clear. It says, "You don't rise to the levels of your goals; you fall to the levels of your systems." And so the systems you have and the tools are super, super powerful. So we use, we use Google Suite, video conferencing, all those kind of things, uh, time blocking, little tools like that. But I will tell you. The, the, the most valuable tool I use is actually one we created. It's, it's called our pack hmm. and it brings us back to the core of who we are. So it's not a piece of software or it's not a process necessarily, but it, it aligns us as it aligns me as a leader in our company. And that pact is possibility, accountability, championship, and trust. Hmm. And, and I, by coming back to that continually and using it in our meetings and using it in how we interact with our customers or any decisions we're going to make, that has been the best tool that I've had at my hand um, ever since we created it. Awesome. Love that. What, uh, what's one book you would recommend for aspiring entrepreneurs? Yeah, there are, there are so many. I mean, there's a bunch of garbage out there, too, but there's so <laughs> many good books. I mean, yeah. um, I, I look back, <laughs> I look back, you know, Victor Frankl's Man's Search for Meaning is good. I looked at your list, and there's a lot of them on there. You got a lot, if anyone's listening, <laughs> get on your site and look at that list. There's a lot of really good books there. Um, I, I guess what I would do, just a current one, just because it's the new year, right? Timely, everyone's looking at, at news resolutions. Atomic Habits by James Clear, I just mentioned yep, it earlier. Yep, yep. Really, it, it's probably the best book I've read on habit creation, and really, that's, we're all that way, you know, and again, I told you earlier, I struggle with this. Mm-hmm. So the idea of, of what we do on a daily basis really ultimately is who we are in the end. And that's, yeah. uh, that's an important book. Yeah, for that, definitely. Definitely. That's a good one too. And I, uh, one of my good buddies is, uh, is reading that he keeps talking about, you know, referring me to, you know, recommending the book or whatever. And I'm like, all right, yeah, it's good stuff, man. <laughs> that's really good. Um, uh, Alex, is, is there anything else about Mountain Leverage that we haven't hit on here that you th- think that, that our uh, our listeners uh, would be, you know, that they should know about Mountain Leverage that we haven't already talked about as we kind of wind down our time here? You know, I think, I, I guess I, what I would say is it's a little different than some of the folks you have on where maybe there's a, there's a business offering they can offer to the 
the customers who are listening to your, your podcast. Mm-hmm. And we really probably aren't that. But what I would offer is I am absolutely nothing special. And, and I've been able to create a company with it, with a really awesome group of people. Mm-hmm. I've been able to create a technology company. Now, we're, this one just last year, 15 years running this in West Virginia, in Grafton. And so I guess if anything, just it can be done. Yeah. It can be done here and, and you can kind of turn the world on its head. And again, that's not, I'm not, I'm no powerhouse, man. I mean, I'm just a, I'm just a hillbilly from, from Grafton and uh, we've mm. been able to do it and it's been a lot of fun and we've got a lot of, a lot of road in front of us too, which would be awesome. Yeah. So, I, th- I think that's, that's what a, I would say. I think that's incredible. What I, I think I mentioned this, but I, I want to make sure I got the date right. When did you start Mountain Leverage? When did that become an entity? Yeah, so really, the, the, you know, you get into different entities structurally and stuff. I mean, we started kind of poking at this in '04. It was uh, it was in the fall of '04 where really I got engaged here. But yeah. but ultimately, then you know, we, we came around. The business has evolved. I mean, I t- joking with every three years we become a new business. It's not really like that, mm-hmm. but there's certainly that, that back to pliable persistence. Yeah, pliable persistence. I have. Uh, I think that's going to be uh, the the book that you write next. Or if if, if you haven't written a book, <laughs> it's got to be called Pliable Persistence for sure. I like that. Maybe that's good stuff, man. Well, um, Alex, as we close here, how can our listeners learn more about Mountain Mountain Leverage and uh, maybe even get in contact with uh, with you there at your company? Sure. I mean, you can jump on mountainleverage.com. Uh, we're, we're actually in the process of revamping our website now, mm-hmm. but, um, you know, there's Facebook, LinkedIn, uh, we probably might even have an Instagram. I don't know. We, you know, just really all the normal places, just search mountain leverage and uh, you'll find us where you can come see us in Grafton. You know, there's, um, be happy to sit down and talk with anyone if they, uh, want to learn more. Yeah, that's that's great. Alex, it's been a real honor to have you on our show today. Uh, again, I want to thank you for your service to our country with the uh, National Guard. Uh, we really are appreciative of that for sure. And what you're doing in West Virginia as a tech company uh, since 2004, really uh, leveraging uh, your passions, your talents, and building a team uh, through your leadership, what you're doing, I believe, is is fantastic. It's great. And I just encourage you to keep up the great work. Well, I, I appreciate Jim. And again, huge gratitude to you and your team for pulling this off. And if ever anybody wants to turn the mic around on you and talk about your story for creating this, I'm happy to volunteer for that. <laughs> I think your, your story needs told as well, man. Uh, You're doing great things, well, and I appreciate well, it. I, re- I really appreciate that too, Alex. Thank you so much. And uh, thanks again for being on the show. Well, folks, that's a wrap on another episode of Positively West Virginia. Positively West Virginia is brought to you by the State Journal, WVNews.com, Interaction Media, United Bank, and Milan as we continue on our journey to help share positive stories of companies and people doing amazing things all across the Mountain State, just like Alex Renneman and Mountain Leverage in Grafton, West Virginia. Our hope is that we in some way inspire and motivate our audience by sharing these success stories in West Virginia. If you or someone you know would uh, be a great guest on the show, drop us a line. We'd certainly consider that, and uh, we actually get a lot of referrals for that. So just go onto our website, PositivelyWV.com, and we, of course, appreciate your comments and encouragement uh, as well. On behalf of our entire Positively West Virginia team here at Interaction Media, until next time, I'm your host, Jim Matuga. Stay positive, West Virginia. 